Welcome to the Life on Shuffle podcast, a collection of stories about people who have taken chances, embraced the unexpected, and discovered their true passion. Today, we are featuring Ryan Davis, an entrepreneur from Dudley Shoals, North Carolina. My name is Jill, and I am the host. With me here today is Zach. Hello. Eric. Hello. And Leon. Hey. And Josh. So, Ryan is an entrepreneur. He is self-employed with multiple businesses. He went from getting an associate's degree in fish and wildlife management to creating his own businesses. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thanks for having me, Jayla. (laughs) So, what made you agree to join us today? Well, first and foremost, you being my daughter, I didn't have much of an option. But nevertheless, I'm glad to be here because I enjoy uh, mentoring young adults. That's good. So, we know that you um, went for like an associate's degree in like wildlife, but when you were in our age, what was your original plan for life, and why did you choose that, uh, this path? Okay, so we have juniors in here, correct? Yes. Okay, so as a junior, I honestly had no idea other than something outside. I, won't, I wanted to do some, some kind of workout outside, being outdoors. Um, but then as a senior, actually as a graduating senior, after I graduated is when I decided to choose the path of fish and wildlife management, simply because I wanted to be a game warden. I knew game wardens were outside, that'd be a good career path. Um, so fish and wildlife management makes sense if you want to go that path. So I didn't, I didn't apply to college until my, the summer after I graduated. Uh, to go to a, a two-year college, Haywood Tech at the time, is what it is, uh, for fish and wildlife management. Oh. It's actually really cool. I'll be honest, I didn't know you wanted to be a game warden. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should share more. Um, okay, so in what ways did, you ori- did your original plan for life change, and what caused these changes? Okay, so while I was in college, uh, I'm a very independent individual, and so I needed a job so that I could put myself through college. So my college courses, the, the, each semester I took 21 to 25 credit hours a semester, so uh, very little time for work. But there happened to be a, uh, a retail giant store, Walmart, that was right across the road. So uh, I went to school from either 7 a.m. Or, or 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Um, so I had to find a job that I could do in the evenings. So I applied at Walmart for sporting goods. That was the only department I wanted to work in, right? And uh, so, so I, chose, I chose to do that, put myself through school. And while I was uh, at Walmart, found that I, I, I enjoyed what I was doing and found that I was good at it. And I had management that mentored me and encouraged me to, to go into management for Walmart. And uh, so at the time, well, for, for months and months, I was, I was like, you know, you don't understand. I, I'm not going to work inside, you know, I'm going to work outdoors. So 
I graduated college at 19. Uh, I had put in my two-week notice at Walmart. I was driving down the mountain and thinking, okay, now what am I going to do? I can't apply to be a game warden until I'm 21. I have two years where I, where I have to do something. So I started entertaining this idea of, okay, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do this Walmart thing for a couple years and then apply to be a game warden. Uh, so on the way down the mountain, I, I called a, uh, a district manager who's over uh, multiple stores, uh, told them uh, what I was looking at doing. Uh, and long story short, they had me meet them the day after my two-week notice was up at, at the store and hired me into the management training program at 19 years old, uh, which also at the time, the salary for that versus the salary for a game warden was about 25% more, maybe 30% more. So it's like, okay, it's a no-brainer. I'll do this for a couple of years. I hope that answered your question. Mm -hmm. well, hopefully they don't have this question, but I thought it would be something good to talk about. Like you said that the money right then, you know, at 1920 was like worth that decision. You know, I'm going to make a sacrifice for what it is that I want to do while I'm young with the intent that, you know, one of these days you would have a family and not, you know, want to do that for the rest of your life. But, like, with a game warden specifically, uh, was there anything that made you, when you really got down to thinking about it, like, you were like, I don't know if that's really what I want to do? Like, specific with being in wildlife law enforcement? Well, I, I knew the risk involved with wildlife uh, law enforcement because it, it is the one of the most dangerous jobs in, in the United States. You are, I, I'm going to throw some percentages out that aren't exactly correct, but you are somewhere around 85% of the time you are outmanned. And around that same percentage, you're, you're outgunned um, because at the time uh, an officer, you know, they uh, would carry a, a handgun and most of the people that you're stopping are carrying long guns, you know, and there's usually more than one. And also at the time, there was one officer per county. So you were always uh, working by yourself. Um, so there's definitely some risk. And plus, you, you have the most authority of anyone in the state in law enforcement. A game warden does. They can pull you over for, for anything. Speeding, anything that your local law enforcement can do. Uh, so, yeah, there, there may have been... Uh, some fear in that because the only thing really that you have protecting you is a badge and, and that's it uh, and, and hoping that whoever you're talking to can respect that um. I don't mean to like dominate all of this but from somebody on the other side you know with a bunch of young people and you, you're working with them all the time you think like I remember that time when like I just really wanted to be in the military, and there was time like I just I think I want to be a you know like a park ranger, right? 
which is another version of mm -hmm. law enforcement, you know, sworn law enforcement officer. And then you get to thinking about like, what does that really mean? You know, and a lot of times, you know, you see young people realize what that means and then it like changes what, what it is that they wanted to end up doing. Like, you know, it all sounds good on paper. And then when you get down to the, the reality of it, I guess. And I didn't know if like, maybe you had that experience or if I, we're just maybe not there in the story yet. Yeah, well, I don't know that I made it that far uh, in my mind because my mind was still, I have two years left. You know, you, you have to be able to carry a handgun, and you can't do that unless you're 21 years old. Uh, so I had two years left. So I don't know that I had uh, made it that far other than just the, the excitement of that's a cool job, uh, you know. So that, that, I think that's probably where I was at. So, did you feel like trapped in a way? Like you had, you were confused and didn't know where to go at that point. Uh, I, I definitely didn't did not know where to go uh, from that time frame or that nineteen year old just graduating. You know, had all kinds of thoughts swirling through my head. You know, from I'm gonna go and you know, work on the farm and, and mow grass for two years, you know, whatever, whatever to make ends meet. Um, so yeah, some, somewhat trapped and, uh, into going into that career. Uh, absolutely. And then when the, you know, we, we spoke about the money and then when the money was laid out, you know, at that age, uh, absolutely. I, I was going to chase that, you know? Yeah. I understand. Like it would be like, we would some people would still see like money is success but did you like have any family members you were living with at that time or anybody who you depended on so when i was when i was 17 i moved out on my own and uh was for the most part providing for myself uh not that i i had great parents that would and uh help if i needed it but that was just the independent side of me. Um, so I, I didn't really didn't really have that. Back to your career, did uh, having kids, like when you first had kids, did it affect any way or speed up or slow down uh, your wandering stage in your career? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it actually it actually did both. Um, initially, it, it sped up. Um, my ambition to succeed in in my career. Uh, I was at that time. I had been in uh, management for Walmart for uh, six years, I guess. Uh, so yeah, my my ambition was to to succeed financially, so that I could provide the best life for my kids, so my wife could stay home with my kids. Uh, that kind of mindset and that mindset lasted for probably a solid five six years uh, maybe a little bit more uh, and, it, and it took me uh, a long on a long journey and a good journey with Walmart and a lot of growth uh, through a couple promotions uh, but then once I got to there in a position that 
I was 32 years old running a store, uh, which most people don't have that opportunity until they're 50, you know. Um, then the, having the kids made me realize I need to slow down uh, because they're growing so fast and I was missing it. So I was gone from 4.30 in the morning nearly pretty much every day, at least six days a week until the earliest I could get home would be 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. So I'd, they, were, they were in the bed when I left. They were pretty much in the bed when I got home. So this is a little, this is kind of veering off from like, like the family part of it and having kids. But like when you were working at Walmart and it was like, there was more than two years of you in management. Did you ever think about going back to being a game warden more than being a manager at Walmart? Um, it may have crossed my mind, but it was short lived. Honestly, because I was, at the time, I was money-driven. Um, and like I said, I mean, I kind of stayed money-driven for, until I was uh, 32, 33. Um, that's, what, that's what drove my mind and a game warden. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like being a, being a teacher, Cooper. It's... Uh, you, you have to do it. You do it for the passion of it, not not the money. So, like, when you were 32, I'm just sitting here trying to do the math and everything. Like, what was the, what was this, like, stage of your family? So, I had a, a almost seven-year-old, a two-year-old, uh, a very supportive wife that I never, you know, I didn't get to see much. Um, financially very stable. Sp um, spiritually, spiritual health, not very stable. My physical health, of course, also going downhill. Uh, you know, m mental health. All those, all those things, the the whole family family health, all those things that uh, kind of combine to start opening your eyes to what's to what is real in life. Yeah, and realizing like that money can't really buy, fix any of that. Yeah, it yeah. can't buy happiness. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, I, you know, I've got I've done that same thing, you know, within the last five years, like realize well i was never making a lot of money anyway but all the little things along the way trying to like build this idea of success and then you realize like well i'm missing the super important thing of like my my kids right. you know kind of thing so i know that kind of is outside of the realm of y'all's focus right now but you know it's kind of interesting to to hear later on and you maybe can you know move forward in life with that like that money does drive you for a little while and it can be of benefit but at some point you know finding what it is that like you truly are happy about i think that's like that's when you know you've made it that's when you i guess that's when you grow up yeah exactly how you know and saying that i wouldn't change those 17 years with with walmart for anything simply because it 
it allowed me to do what I'm doing now. You know, it, it opened doors for me to do that. Uh, so I'm still very passionate about work. I enjoy work, all kinds of work. Uh, so I, I still work a lot of hours, but it's at home, you know, so that's, that's the biggest difference. So after Walmart, we, well, we know you're an entrepreneur. So after Walmart, it seems to, it, ugh, you decided to create your own business. What was the first business that you created as an entrepreneur and where did it go from there? And, uh. Before that, what was the process of getting to it? So, the uh, the first business would actually be photography, because my wife started that uh, when her daughter was three, two or three years old. Uh, my wife got laid off from her from her job, her career path, and uh, I didn't want her to go back to work. And so, and we were in a position where we could make that decision. And, and so she was passionate about that. So she started dabbling in in photography, I, and I quickly uh, got to a point to where we photographed everything together. We we did all that work together. Um, so you ask how it started. It, it was really a couple-year process that we slowly got into. It. Uh, once we figured out it, it she was passionate uh, about it and very good at it. So we, we still do that today, and we still photograph everything together. So that, that would be one of my our current businesses, I guess you could say, uh, which directly led to the uh our next business which is a uh, an event venue uh where we host weddings and and uh birthday parties and dances and proms for schools like the Caldwell Early College uh so being in the in the wedding industry the photography industry uh and photographing 300 plus weddings over you know, say a 10, 12 year period. Uh, I was doing that while I was at Walmart also. Um, that that led the transition into an event venue, made it fairly easy uh, because we knew the business. We had the, the networking was already in place, all the connections, we just needed the facility, uh, which, uh, Construction is something that I that I enjoy doing. So uh, myself, along with a, another business partner that owns the venue with us, uh, we were able to to do the entire construction of the venue ourselves, and which led into my third business, uh, which is real estate investment, um, and I've been doing that for about nine or ten years which I always wanted to do uh, since I purchased my first house when I was 19 uh, in, in Asheville. And while, while I was in management with Walmart, uh, purchased that house, lived in it for a year and a half, sold it and made a little bit of money. 
you know, kind of live and learn. And uh, I saw that there was opportunity there and I always, always enjoyed that kind of work. So the, my third business that I currently do is uh, real estate investment, which, uh, which means renting some properties and uh, trying to, to flip some properties every year as well. I do have a question about the real estate. Do you, like, what type of, like, houses do you go for to try to flip? Do you go, like, just, like, what type of houses, I, I guess, think, do you flip? I think he's trying to ask, like, if you go for the old broken ones and fix them up and then sell it, or? Right. I, I do enjoy those. Um so really, each one is—they're it, all—it's all different. Uh, yeah, the, and that's kind of the fun about it—is going in and seeing, you know, what the possibilities are. There's there's a gamble in each one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have done the the really old residential houses where I've made them look new. I have done the ones that were not in bad shape, just needed you know a facelift. Um, I've done mobile homes. I've done new homes, uh, some new home construction as well. I've done new mobile homes. So really depends on where the market's at and where the opportunity is, you know, and what's available. So would you say this one is your most successful? Oh, wow. Uh Yep, I mean, possibly. Uh, I'm, we've been very blessed with the uh, the the venue, the event venue. Um, and as far as the the real estate investment, uh, it's the one I probably enjoy the most because I can do something different every day, um, and it's up to me. I'm kind of in control of my own destiny when it comes to that. Uh, so it depends on what I want to put into it. Is, is what I get out of it. You know, if I do all the work myself, which I've done on several, I, I can I get more return. But I've had some where I've paid people to do all the work. Uh, and I, there's still s- some return there. But uh, the real estate, I probably enjoy the most, yes. Would you say, like, the real estate is the one that you're, like, most passionate for? Yeah, like all your businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Which one would you say was harder to start up? Photography, the venue, or the real estate? I would say the the venue and the real estate is probably, there's a tie there because the gamble is so huge on both of them uh, because you have to invest financially uh, quite a bit and you don't really know what your return on that investment is going to be. So, I mean, I've been, we've been blessed with, with both of them. So I would say they're, they're pretty equal. And I have a question of my own. So you you said that your wife was really supportive, like throughout your decision-making for everything, but how were your kids? You said, like, you would basically never see them. 
like did you see that around the high school like basically they were kind of sad or something well I didn't see it because they were usually asleep however my wife would call me and tell me uh, that uh your daughter is wanting to know where you're at um but fortunately I made the decision uh early enough before they were too old uh to leave that that career that lifestyle and be and choose to be at home more so hopefully they've forgotten a lot of that yeah i don't really remember much of that okay perfect <laughs> um would you say that all of this was like worth it and you say that would you say that you were successful in your own terms uh, yeah ab- absolutely and you know success is there's no definition of success mm-hmm. so you definitely need to remember that uh, success for me is being able to provide you know I always wanted to be able to provide off of my off of my land uh, I always wanted to have land to raise my kids on uh, so that that's success for me that's my definition of success so yeah I think uh, I've been successful and I I do not regret any of the the careers that I've had or the decisions that I've made to get to get here. Is there a certain person like maybe it could be from childhood during school or even after that oh even after that um impacted you the most to give you maybe a head start an idea or support you in this go to your success yeah there's there's been multiple um because i've i've in my walmart career i worked at multiple locations uh I, i ran multiple stores and so i had a large network of people there that mentored me in that career but also whether they realized realized it or not they they were teaching me some things that or opening my eyes to some things that I did not want to become as well uh whereas most of my colleagues were in their 50s and had been doing this for many years running stores for many years uh i i saw them get to where they were married to the store to their career and not to their family and to their life and and they didn't really have a a work-life balance it was just a work work balance um so i had several friends that uh mentored me in that way to where i saw what I didn't want to become, but I saw that I was becoming that. Uh, so, so yeah, there, there's there's multiple in in the as far as my career path. That. So I have a question that kind of goes back to the uh, you going into the management for a Walmart. If you didn't have that opportunity to not like you didn't become a game warning, you went into Walmart. And then 
you started creating your businesses, do you think if you didn't go into management for Walmart, you would be where you are today? That's a very good question. I'd probably not uh, because Walmart gave me the, uh, the financial opportunity to be where I'm at today. Uh, not that I wouldn't get there, but it may have taken me longer. We've mentioned it, and we, like we all know, but just for the sake of the listeners, like you want to take a second to kind of, you know, av- like give the name of the photography and the venue, and you know, kind of give credit where credit is due, and and say those names so everybody knows like who it is that we're, we're yeah, talking to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's a uh, Joy Davis Photography. Um, we do all all kinds of uh, photography. Uh, and it's Amity Creek Farms is our event venue. And then my real estate investment is D4 Investments. So some, uh, I wanted to bring something like kind of funny and interesting about how the, the venue started. How did the barn originally get built and why did we decide to build it? So this was where God intervened. Uh, we were we had the vision of building a venue, um, but we were building our our house first. Uh, the we had the framing almost complete on our on our house. Is this what you're referring to? Yeah. Okay, and. Uh, there was some guys that were setting the roof trusses. All the trusses were set except for two, and uh, and they had a mishap. And so, all the roof trusses fell and blew the walls out of our out of the house. So, so there goes our home. There goes our vision for that. Um, so we had to to get that cleaned up. We couldn't reuse the roof trusses, even though they were perfectly fine uh, for the for the home, um, for insurance reasons and all that. But you can't let untreated wood sit for long either, or or it will be ruined. So our vision of the venue took place a lot quicker, simply because we had a lot of money already tied up in roof trusses. And so all we needed to do at that point was, uh, you know, get those stood back up in a, in a different location, uh, in, in the form of a, of a barn. And that's what created our, our vent venue. So if you look at our venue and look at our, our house, the pitch of the roof is the same. (laughs) <laughs> it's very creative how you took I guess what you called what other people could call scrap and you created a business out of it yeah so it's and it's not you know it's just creating opportunity is what it is mm-hmm. I think you know some people might call it bad luck or good luck <laughs> but it's uh, they're there's no such thing as good luck. There's created opportunity. And, uh, and in this case, there's really no such thing as bad luck 
uh, either for us in that situation, even though you may think it would be. Um, it was just another way to create opportunity. Did you think that, like, from where the barn started to where it is now, because, like, you and we have we have added on a lot to it, Do you, did you expect it to grow and, like, the business to come as well-known and big as it is now in our county? I, w I was very confident that it would... Uh, simply because there was only one other venue in the no there there was one venue nearby that was, but not even in our county uh at the time that we started building i know there's multiple now um but yeah i had no doubts especially with the networking that we had already created in the wedding industry um i felt confident so from when you built your that barn as the uh, business, how long did it take before it started like getting popular? So we booked our first three weddings prior to having the barn completed. Mm -hmm. um, so, and that was in in October of twenty. 15 I think or 2016 but uh so we we had worked on it that summer and had booked three weddings for that fall uh so we kind of pushed us to <laughs> get completed but uh and then I mean like I said earlier we, we've been blessed with business since then I, I guess we've probably uh had 250 weddings there by this point and that's like almost every weekend, Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> it is, but it's but it's at home. So it's it's long days, and and long nights and early mornings, but uh, but it's worth it. Now, when they book it, do they come and decorate? They do. Yes. So we just provide the space. Mm -hmm tables seating uh in the space we we like seeing everyone's creativity uh we we don't want that cookie cutter wedding where it's the exact same every weekend uh so we try to give that freedom to our clients when they book so that this like whole uh the podcast or whatever we've been talking about like your past a lot so I do have a question since you are an entrepreneur and you like to pursue multiple businesses what do you believe is your next path to like like what do you believe is your future well uh, I hope if my kids have the same passion um, that me and my wife both do as being entrepreneurs I hope that we'll be able to assist them in you know you know their their first business uh mm -hmm. or they can join alongside of us in what we've already created um either way that that would be my that's my goal that's my vision i don't know if it's their vision but it is okay good <laughs>
but that's that's subject to change. My vision was being a game warden. You know, so. Do you see yourself creating any other businesses or just keeping it at these three? I have some ideas uh, to create a business or two with my daughter. But I'm not going to put that out there because we don't want anybody taking those ideas. <laughs> uh, this is going to circle back to the venue itself because, I mean, well, we've been there several times. I've been there for a couple of different type of events, but, like, it's a very unique space. Like, and it's... I mean, it's unique, but it's also, like, inviting and customizable and all of that. So, uh, just describe real briefly, like, how you like how you would describe the space, and then is that related? I think we can make a connection to, like, your initial drive... And then how you built this space. I think those two things, knowing what I know, it sounds like they are actually connected. Right. So, so our venue is, is an open-air barn uh, facility um, that can be somewhat closed in with uh, uh, quite the view for southern Caldwell County, of uh, the, the foothills. Um, usually you have to go up the mountain to, to kind of get that view. So... Overlooking farmland, um, I think that might be where you're, what you're, what you're getting at there. Uh, so yeah, it does kind of go hand in hand. It's still uh, working outside, being outside, uh, providing that, but also having that option to where if you want an outside event, we we also have the space to do it in a covered type environment as well for a backup plan. Yeah, I think it's like you've made the outside as most inside as possible without losing the outside. Exactly. Kind of feel. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of rustic elegance is, is the feel, I guess, what, what describes it the most. Provide your listeners with some advice because you're a big entrepreneur and you've created a lot of businesses. And I feel like a lot of people should go down that path. Especially the young people. Absolutely. I encourage young people to uh, choose what you enjoy. Uh, Don't necessarily allow anyone to to influence that, but take everyone's advice um, and apply it to yourself, whether that be straight into the workforce, trade school, four-year college, eight-year college, whatever it may be. So I did write a a list of advice today as I was was working on a house, (laughs) laying floors. So, uh, and I'll just read through them. God first, family second, work third. I I had that uh, backwards for, for many years. Um, Work hard, apply common sense, do the right thing even when no one's looking, and you'll be successful. It's not about how much you make, it's about how much you spend. And I can elaborate on that quite a bit. Uh, Make a budget that includes everything and be disciplined to that budget. 
create a good work-life balance. Don't financially invest in anything that depreciates, uh, or at least large investments. Examples, my greatest example for all young people is vehicles. Okay, don't go spend fifty thousand dollars on on a vehicle. I can buy a house for that, and then rent it, and somebody's paying me more than a car payment. Mm-hmm. to live there, right? Uh, volunteer and invest in others. Eat healthy and be active. Life is short. Happiness is a choice. Do not compare yourself to others. Be punctual. Respect others' time. Don't allow your career paths to define you as a person or alter your beliefs. Uh, communicate, have conversations, look people in the eyes, and put down your phones. Make an effort to grow and develop the people around you. That's work and home. Uh, love big, forgive others, ask for forgiveness. Earn respect and give respect. And don't, don't judge others. Convenience stores are for gas, not for groceries. Pay in cash. <laughs> be brave and be confident. I definitely think that list was amazing. So a lot of those things, you know, can take you back to uh, a successful career, you know, especially if you're looking at the the money piece of it. I mean, all those things, you know, people like the uh, eat healthy, be active. I can't afford to eat healthy. I I don't make enough money. You. You can't afford not to eat healthy and be active. Okay, not being healthy and and not being active will cost you a tremendous amount of money in the long run. Pain, suffering, the whole deal. Convenience stores. I'm serious about that as well. It's for gas, not groceries. Who? I mean, you stop in a convenience store, you go if you'll drop ten bucks. I, the other thing I didn't put in there, I, don't, I had it wrote down, but I don't think I covered it, was uh, pack your lunch. Yeah, you never see uh, fresh vegetables and fruit in a convenience store. No. No. Yeah, I, I think that list, I, don't, I should have counted how many things were on there, but like, I feel like we could take one an episode and record a whole bunch of things uh, about all of that. That was... That was pretty good. I like that. I'll forward it to you. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely think that list was very good for young listeners that are looking to start a business or get into business and the workforce because a lot of people don't know where to start. A lot of people just think money, 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 and don't think happiness and all the things that come along with it. Um but I think we're getting towards the end. Is there anything else you would like to say? No, just thank you guys for having me. I enjoyed it. Before we end it, I have a, I guess, a quote. I would like you to speak upon it if you have anything to relate or uh, improve. It's, it's about more like time management. It's, it says... Um, it's not about balancing 
time throughout life, but balancing life throughout time because you cannot outlive time. Very true. Very good quote. And you learn that more and more uh, each year as you get older. And if you can learn that now, which when I was your age, I had no concept of that. Uh, at, at your age, time for me wasn't going fast enough because uh, I was I was ready to move on. To uh, honestly, I was ready to go to work. Kind of thing is where I was at. I started working when I was thirteen. When I was a junior in high school, I was I had two to three jobs. I was getting out of school at 11 o'clock in the morning and going to work. Uh, so, yeah, for me, uh, time couldn't go fast enough, but now it's it's offset. So that's that's an excellent, excellent quote. Oh, and uh, also, again, with that, is there, like, a saying you live upon, like, that keeps pushing you? Because mostly everybody they have like a quote that keeps them running when they're at their lowest I don't know that there's a a specific quote that I always refer to Um, but if it's God's will um, then He'll make a way. And so everything, that's that's the way I approach it. Whether it be buying a house, there's been a lot of houses that I've I've missed, and I don't understand why. You know, why did that deal fall through? But I, I, don't, uh, I don't weigh on it because there's a reason. Uh, so I, I look at life that way. Um, you know... Same goes for the venue. If if a date's not booked, if something doesn't happen, it just wasn't wasn't meant to be. I think God had different plans. Okay, well, I wanted to thank you, Ryan, for joining us today. <laughs> um, today's episode was re- recorded on Thursday, March thirtieth, and this episode was produced by Leon, and it was hosted by Jayla, Zach, and Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.